Today is Thursday, November 17th, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Candace Cameron Bure has sparked the biggest controversy over quite possibly the least controversial thing ever uttered. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. You know what to do if you listen regularly. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. What are you waiting for? Give us a rating, share it with a friend, all that good stuff. We'd love to have you with us as we get through the news of the Cray. And joining me today to help get through it, CBN's Madison Seals in for Billy and Trey. I don't know where they are. I don't know. They're off gallivanting around on this Friday, Junior. But Madison, glad you're here. Thank you. Glad to be here joining you in real-time conversation instead of just popping in for the main thing. Indeed. Usually you hear Madison on Mondays on the main thing, doing a great job there. And today you're going to be looking at this Candace Cameron story and... I'm just, I, I'm very excited to talk about this because it's a sign of the times and the things as Christians we're going to have to get ready for when you look at what's going on in this story. So we're looking forward to talking about that with Madison. Also on the main thing coming up, Republican members of the House Judiciary Committee, they recently published a 1,000-page report detailing political abuses of power at the FBI. CBN's Gary Lane has more on that for today's main thing. But first, we're going to get through the news in 90 seconds. And the plot thickens in the Paul Pelosi hammer attack story. The strangest part is why NBC News decided to remove a story from their website by NBC News national correspondent Miguel Almaguer on November 4th that explained Paul Pelosi had opened the door himself and didn't attempt to escape or declare an emergency. That report said he even walked away from law enforcement and toward his eventual attacker. NBC said the story didn't meet standards, but they didn't say which standards were broken. And now a local NBC News affiliate in San Francisco, KNTV, is adding to the saga. They produced a report that makes similar claims to the one NBC News squashed. Conflicting reports there. Very interesting to watch all of that develop. And Republicans remain close to taking control of the House of Representatives. You can get the very latest by visiting the CBN News Election Center. The link is in the podcast description of this episode. And tonight, make sure to download the CBN News app and check out our coverage. Looking forward to 2024 and the next two years of Biden's term here as everything is unfolded now that the Senate and the House are just about decided. Those are some of the day's top headlines today. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNNews.com. Going to go into our next story here. And Candace Cameron Bure, as we said at the top, she is getting criticism today. And honestly, this seems really outrageous that people are mad over this. It all stems from comments she made when she was asked about LGBT roles on her new TV network. So Madison's got the details on this. Madison, what did Candace say that sparked all this? Well, like you said, it's not even what she said that's outrageous. It's the reaction to yeah. what she said that's outrageous. She's speaking from a heart of faith like she always has. So it shouldn't come as a surprise that Christians are Christians and live by Christian <laughs> values. But it gives people an opportunity to attack Christians. So it's not really about what she said that surprised me, although I am going to get into that, of course. But yeah. the audience that she was talking to surprised me. Candace did an interview with the Wall Street Journal about her upcoming movie, A Christmas Present which will premiere not on Hallmark, but on Great American Family. And I'll get to why she made the switch in a moment as well. But 
Um, here's the outrageous statement that she made to the Wall Street Journal. And I'm going to quote her, so you may want to shield your children's ears. <laughs> I knew that the people behind Great American Family were Christians that loved the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming and good family entertainment. And that's the end of the quote. And at some <laughs> other point in the interview, she said that GAF will keep traditional marriage at the core. So the texts immediately started coming in from everyone from the One Tree Hill star, Hillary Burton calling her a bigot, to Jojo Siwa, the former Dance Moms star who pretty recently got into it with Candace. Or I shouldn't say got into it because Candace didn't react like Jojo did, but she called out Candace for, as she recalled, being rude to her years ago. But Candace reached out to apologize for the way that she could have come across. And the two supposedly made up, but now JoJo's saying how hurtful it is that Candace is making movies excluding the LGBTQIA plus community. I'm not sure what those last two letters mean, which of course she's not. She's just not endorsing a sinful lifestyle by creating lead roles around the LGBT community, which is Christians, something we strive not to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. It's like this crime of omission, and everyone's outraged by it. Um, and her daughter, Natasha, wrote a great post in the midst of all this, because I know Candace, I don't. I think she was just trying to promote her material and promote the network and didn't want anything to do with sparking a controversy at all. And so, right. but her daughter, Natasha, spoke out as, as Candace sort of said her piece and was watching all this unfold. Natasha spoke out, and she had a great post. Yes, yeah, and her daughter so she posted this instagram photo of her family and she looks almost identical to her mom by the way it still <laughs> blows does. my mind um, but it had a really heartfelt and mature caption i think too she just said how thankful she is to have been raised by christian parents and how she looks up to her mom's boldness and creativity and admires how firm her faith is so that's pretty cool you know you're doing something right when your teenage daughter i don't know if she's a teenager she's young stands up for you in front of all her peers and friends like that. I think that's pretty incredible and speaks a lot for Candace as a mother too. Yeah, it really does. And and I liked what Natasha said too about the media being a vile place because in so many instances, I mean, we're part of the media, but we try to not contribute to that side of things, of course, at CBN. But it is true because so many people have narratives that they want to push and they're they're not even trying to look at the heart of what Candace is is promoting here, they would rather just zero in on the controversy. So I thought Natasha was spot on uh, on that. But what was the, uh, I mean, Candace left Hallmark recently and that, that kind of raised some eyebrows. But uh, what was the final push that made Candace want to leave Hallmark? Yeah, like you said, Candace has been a hallmark of Hallmark Channel for mm -hmm. years, especially around Christmas time. But yeah. she recently made the switch to Great American Family because she wanted to tell stories that have more meaning and purpose behind them. And she said this in her interview. So she followed Bill Abbott, who was at the helm of Hallmark's Crown Media until he left to lead the Great American Family Network in 2021. And Candace eventually moved over as well, and she's now the chief content officer there. And a little backstory for those who aren't super festive Hallmark Christmas fans, but the Hallmark Channel is also becoming woke. And yeah, I mean, yes, even Christmas movies can now be woke as well. And the channel's really embracing that, and they're coming out with its first ever movie featuring a same-sex couple. And Candace did, Candace did say in the interview that Hallmark has become a completely different network than 
what it started out as because of a change in leadership. So mm. that was kind of the the main push that drove her away. Yeah. And what do you think Christians can take away from all this? Because I know a lot of times we get the emails when we talk about Justin Bieber or, or Candace Cameron and why are you always talking about celebrities? And, uh, you know, me personally, I think there is value in seeing how they're responding to this thing because these types of situations, because it sort of gives you, if they respond well as a Christian, I think it gives people a good model to follow when they're in their own lives, in their own circles, when they get confronted with this. But what do you think Christians can take away from this? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. I think it's easy to become frustrated with stories like this and think that life is so unfair and discriminatory against Christians. But I think the lesson that Christians can learn from this and other stories is that persecution for our faith is to be expected. And it means that we're doing something right by taking a stand for truth. And I think we can also learn from Candace's daughter, Natasha, um, as you mentioned, standing up for other Christians, because she posted on social media in support of her mom. And I'd say the only thing harder than standing up for yourself is standing up for others and stepping into the ring to be attacked when you don't have to be attacked. She put herself in that position uh, voluntarily. But as Christians, we are called to encourage one another and build each other up in the faith. Hebrews 3.13, for example, says, encourage one another day after day so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And Ephesians 4.12 says to equip the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. So those are just two verses among so many that call us as Christians to go on the offense against sin. Taking a stand doesn't mean only defending yourself, but also defending God's truth wherever it's being manipulated or stamped out. And that's hard. And Natasha is a good example here of taking a situation where somebody was being persecuted for their faith, um, albeit it's a minor instance of persecution, but it's still an opportunity to spread the truth of God's love. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's, that's well said. And, you know, looking at uh, our small groups going through First Peter right now, and a lot of that is, you know, warning and bracing Christians of that time to prepare yourself because, you know, and gird your loins, essentially, because there are attacks coming against the faith. And they actually list uh, in my commentary Bible the, the different, the spectrum of persecutions. And yes, there's physical persecution there. And, you know, we know Christians were getting killed at that time. And we know around the world Christians are getting killed. And obviously in America, kind of as you alluded to, Madison, that it's not quite the same persecution. It's it's a different kind of persecution. But even in the commentary Bible, they were talking about how even at that time, some of the persecutions could be taunting or, you know, just sort of getting marginalized and um, that sort of thing as well as on the persecution front. And that counts, too. And that, that matters. And I think what, what I want to take away from the story, one of the things I take away from the story is that Christians can expect more of this because... What really was shocking to me was Candace didn't comment at all on LGBT people. She was asked this mm -hmm. question. She, it was forced on her. And she just said, you know what? We're going to focus on this thing over here. Okay. And so now mm -hmm. you can't even just say, I'm gonna, I want to focus on this thing. If you don't force feed uh, this representation of another type of relationship, well, now you're a bigot. So you can't even just be for your own thing at this point anymore uh, without being accused of being a bigot. And I really do believe the time is coming when you look at how big tech 
consistently pushes back against one side of the um, religious and political spectrum, I think you can expect to be living in a time within our lifetimes when talking about biblical marriage or standing up for biblical marriage or other biblical values that society doesn't like is going to be uh, hate speech. I really do Mm -hmm. think that we are going to be heading into that time soon. And I think to your point, I think we do need to stand up when you, like you said, it's not just you, it's not just you that's under attack. You got to stand up when God's word is under attack. Cause if you don't speak now, um, you're going to see probably some repercussions for that. Right. Absolutely. If you're not attacked now, then you will be attacked later. So take the opportunity to build up the body of Christ and then you'll have people to back you too when you experience persecution. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. So, all right, Madison, thanks for uh, bringing us that story. That's going to lead us uh, into our main thing for today. And is the FBI broken beyond repair? We've seen pro-life sidewalk ministers have their homes raided, threatened with heavy fines and lengthy prison sentences, while other crimes go seemingly ignored, namely pro-life clinics getting attacked. Um, Well, a a 1,000-page report from the House Judiciary Committee has some troubling new details. And CBN's Gary Lane is here to break it all down on today's Main Thing. Last week, GOP members of the House Judiciary Committee released a 1,000-page report listing abuses of power at the FBI, which they believe undermines the fundamental mission of the Bureau. Well, here to share his thoughts is former U.S. Special Agent Eric Karen. Mr. Karen spent months investigating obstruction of justice at the CIA. So, Eric, it's good to talk to you again. Okay, based on this Judiciary Committee report, in your opinion, just how politicized, weaponized has the FBI become? Gary, thanks for having me. Well, you know, the FBI needs a colonoscopy, um, but unfortunately, the cancer spread and this patient can't be saved. I believe the FBI needs to be abolished. And I think we will see that uh, under a new Congress. There will be a push to abolish the FBI and divvy up their responsibilities with the other six or so uh, federal agencies. Um, The Department, of course, of Injustice under the Biden administration has trampled on our First Amendment. The cornerstone, the cornerstone of America it's, it's shocking and it should shock everybody. I call the Democratic Party now the, the Communist Democrat Party under Joe Biden. The First Amendment, Gary, as you know, is the cornerstone of America. And um, we're supposed to be able to express ourselves freely without government, government censorship. And that's happening in America. That happens in third world countries. It shouldn't happen here in America. And it has happened. The Supreme Court, Gary, as you know, has talked about the the content neutrality. It leans on content neutrality. It's basically saying the government can't restrict speech just because you feel uncomfortable or you think it's offensive. The government cannot do that. And under Joe Biden, that's been happening over the last two years. Yeah, of course, we, we've been seeing that. We've been seeing that, haven't we, at uh, school board meetings, also outside Planned Parenthood and so forth. FBI whistleblowers, Eric, uh, provided the committee with details alleging there's a systemic culture of unaccountability of the FBI. The bureau is, quote, full of rampant corruption. 
manipulation and abuse, and they blame the leadership rather than the agents in the field. And the Republicans uh, at the House Judiciary Committee uh, say the FBI leadership is rotted at its core. So do you agree or disagree? And what are your thoughts of Trump-appointed director Chris Wray? Well, Chris Wray needs to go. Um, like I said, the FBI needs to be abolished. I've been saying this for the last few months, actually. This is not new for me. Um, you know, again, let's look at the history. The FBI spied on a presidential candidate. The FBI spied on our president by using, by lying to the court. And they knew the lies were in those affidavits. And they still got the affidavit to spy on our president. That's un-American. And as has as been reported, you know, there, there's, a, there's a whole department, if you will, agency spying on us under the Department of Homeland Security. They're in partnership with big tech today, spying on Americans, partnering with big tech to censor our free speech. It's been going on for years. It has to stop. It has to stop. And how do we know that? We know that by the, the, the Hunter Biden scandal that they, they, they kept quiet. They partnered with Facebook and others to keep quiet before the election. We know that with COVID-19. COVID-19, we can't talk about and have a disagreement relating to the vaccines because that's, that's going to get censored. That's unbelievable to me. Well, do you um, think that's going to change under Elon Musk at Twitter? Uh, and maybe we need, he's laid off a lot of people there. Maybe that's what we need at the FBI as well. Yeah, we sure do. I, like I said, the FBI needs to say, get fired. They need to get fired, go away. Uh, the Department of Injustice, um, they need an overseer. Uh, Congress needs to appoint somebody to oversee all their actions. Um, We've seen what the Department of Justice has been turned into the into the last two years. They've well, let, let me let me ask you about this because uh, you know many people will defend Chris Ray and say, "Look, he's just doing what uh, he's been ordered to do by the Attorney General." You know what? You're you're right to some extent, but Chris Ray needs to grow a backbone and, and resign if he believes that laws and our and our our um, our rights are being trampled on. He he doesn't have to stick around for this. He, he's part of the conspiracy to infringe on our rights. So Chris Ray should do the right thing if he believes that there's violations of, of law and, and, and by the Department of Injustice in the White House, he should just resign and step away and in protest. Um, I don't think we'll see that. Congress will impeach Joe Biden uh, under a new Republican le leadership Joe Biden will be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanor, for sure. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Former U.S. Special Agent Eric Karen, thanks, Eric, for sharing your insights. We appreciate it. God bless and stay switched on, my friend. You too. All right, Gary, thank you so much for that report there. And that leaves us with time for one last thing. I want to look at John 15, verses 18 and 19. I'm going to read it here. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it has hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. That's a perfect verse to close out today after what we talked about with the pushback against Candace, because you know you're doing something right if you experience persecution. Yeah. And it's a reminder to stand up for each other, 
support your brothers and sisters in Christ and just continue to love others as Christ would. Yeah, absolutely. And to be just be like you said, be ready for the fact that that persecution is going to come because people hate when they're confronted with their sin or the fact that they're sinners. And it's just a reality. And you can see it that Christianity sort of gets singled out. And I think it's because that's a real testament that it's the truth. So that's a good spot to leave it for this Friday. Junior Madison, thanks for stepping in. Appreciate it. And as always, Lord willing, and that creek don't rise, we'll be back here tomorrow with more. God bless.